0: Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Hello everybody, welcome to our online service. Great to everybody listening in and where, from for wherever you are. It's great to have you with us. We would love to be able to meet in person. And uh, as soon as it's safer to do so, we trust that we will be able to meet together again. It's been a bit crazy. But you know what was a great blessing the other night um, when we had that prayer meeting? We had all shofar congregations coming together on Zoom to pray. It was so amazing. We had a about 650 connections which means with probably closer to what, 800 or something people with you know the groups the families joining together um, and it was so amazing to pray together with people from all over the uh, so UK guys are joining in, the Netherlands and uh, Namibia guys and they are so it was such a blessing I hope you, could, you were able to join us there and uh, I trust you guys are doing well we miss you and uh, sure, we it's it's this is not ideal, but what a blessing that we are that we have the technology that we are able to get the word out, that we are able to um, meet over Zoom and over WhatsApp calls and that kind of thing. Last night uh, we had a family prayer meeting with me and my sisters uh, over WhatsApp. So at least we have that kind of tr- um, technology available, and what a blessing that we're able to use that. I just want to pray for us as we get started. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your presence here. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us, Lord. Even in, in times of turmoil, even in times of uncertainty, thank you that you are with us. And thank you that you've given us your word. This morning, Holy Spirit, we welcome you as our teacher. We welcome you as the one that expounds the word, the one that opens it up to us and breaks it open to us like fresh bread and I pray this morning Lord that your word will nourish us, will encourage us, will build us up Lord and that you will be glorified as your word becomes flesh in us Lord in Jesus name, Amen. I want to read to us um, a well-known piece from Joshua chapter 5 um, and uh, let's read from verse 13. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now we see this, um, this is as the people of the Lord, as the Israelites are coming into the uh, promised land. Joshua had led the people of God over the Jordan. They had seen God miraculously stop the waters of the Jordan so that they could cross over. If you think about this a little bit, it's quite amazing. Because, you know, uh, not so long before that, well, actually... 40-odd years before that, they had seen um, the nation of Israel had experienced a similar miracle when God brought them out of Egypt through the waters of the Red Sea. But if you think about it, this was a new generation. Um, they had heard of the miracle at the Red Sea, but this, they had not seen it for themselves. And now they had experienced a similar miracle for themselves. And that's so powerful, and I thought that maybe... Uh, for somebody that's listening in today that we can't only rely on the testimonies of those that have come before us and and even on the miracles that God had done has done for us in the past, I want to encourage us to keep trusting God for new miracles to keep trusting God for miracle signs and wonders as we follow him that we will not only uh, be encouraged yes it's good to be encouraged by the testimonies of those that have come before us but to see for ourselves, to experience it for ourselves. I trust God, for, again, for a new hunger for that, to see Him do miracles in and through our lives. Amen. So they'd entered the land God had promised them, but now the most difficult part lay before them, taking possession of the land God had given to them. You know, they if you think about it, they, you know, they'd been consecrating themselves, They'd been circumcised, which had taken a while. The men had been circumcised, so they'd been consecrating themselves for this process of taking possession of the land. Uh, They were busy preparing for battle, and Jericho was first. So Jericho was the first city that they were about to invade, Um, and they were preparing for this battle. Now, Joshua, full of faith and confidence, he walks up to this warrior, and asks him if he is for them or for the enemies. So, you know, Joshua is full of faith. God has, has you know, conferred and he's encouraging. him, said, I'm with you, I'm, I'm I'm, with you. Don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. You know, this whole bit of uh, Joshua chapter one is so encouraging. That now we see him full of faith and confidence. He walks up to this warrior. He asks him if he is for them or for the enemies. And then he sees something really interesting, this this warrior that's standing there with his drawn sword. He says, neither, then he introduced himself as the commander of the army of the Lord. Now just briefly, there's two schools of thought around this. Some say that it's an angel or a theophany, which means it's God himself, um, a pre-incarnate Jesus. But then he says, I'm not for you or you're for your enemies. I am the commander of the Lord's army. So what he's actually saying that it doesn't matter whether I'm for you or for your enemies. That's not important. What's more important is that you decide who you are fighting for and fighting with. Who you are serving and following. Um, And that's the question today. Who are you serving? Who am I serving and following? Uh, We are experiencing a time of turmoil and confusion, a time of chaos and uncertainty in many ways. And I feel um, God is encouraging us in this time. There are so many things happening around us. There are so many things that are, could be a cause of confusion or could be a cause of you know, fear and anxiety. There are so many questions going around. Who's behind the looting and the riots? Will there be more coming? You know, should, should the church in South Africa be ignoring the government regulations or only be legally opposing them? How, you know, how do we handle these things coming at us? Then there's the whole issue of vaccination. Uh, people have very strong views for and against. A very emotive topic. Um, and so all these things coming at us, all these things are all around us, causing confusion and chaos in many ways, causing fear and anxiety. And I want to encourage us, these could, very, could easily become very divisive topics Um, but I believe there's a challenge and there's an encouragement coming from the law that we should not allow these things to divide us. Um, Some of you may know the story of Angus Buchan captured in his book Faith Like Potatoes. They also made a movie about it, which is really cool. Uh, I don't want to mention all the details around it, but the basic principle of the story was that um, it was really tough times out there on the farm and the normal crops that they had that they would planted for years, um, you know, weren't yielding as they should. And, and then he got this word from the Lord. He heard that the Lord was telling him to plant potatoes. And as far as I remember, the area was not suitable for potatoes, you know, that hadn't been done before. As far as I remember, there was a timing issue as well in terms of the weather. But he'd clearly heard that God had called him to plant potatoes. Um, and it, he, he moved in obedience. He moved by faith planted potatoes, and there was a massive harvest that was a huge success. The Lord blessed him in abundance. They were able to harvest an incredible amount of potatoes, and uh, the Lord did a massive miracle. Now, what he could have done, Angus Bucking he could have started a new doctrine or a new ministry. He could have started a massive potato farming initiative, you know. And it's so easy for us that if we, we when we hear from God, we sometimes assume that this thing that God has told me is, uh, is for everybody. And he could have said, if you're not farming potatoes, you're not being obedient to God. You know, he could have started this whole doctrine saying that if you really want to be a farmer that follows God, you should be only be planting potatoes or something ridiculous like that. Um, and I'm, I'm, it's a, I'm obviously being a little bit facetious, but he could have said, um, this is the only way as a farmer, how to follow God. But I really believe and I, from that testimony that this had more to do with God's miraculous provision for him and his obedience to God's voice, even when it didn't make sense to him. So I want to encourage you, if, uh, specifically around all these emotive topics running around, uh, if you feel God has given you a di- direction about how you should deal with the vaccination issue, then be obedient to that. But please do not expect everybody else to be obedient to what God has told you to do. Um, you know, often around topics like this, we we you know we get very emotional. We get very you know we get we have these heated discussions. But instead of allowing these things to divide us, I want to really encourage us um, to us yes, be confident and be obedient to what God has told you to do. But don't um, hold that above anybody else and assume that others need to do exactly the same. Rather than be divided, let us be intentional about encouraging each other and building each other up. Rather than criticizing each other, rather than breaking each other down and you know, allowing these things to divide us, I want to encourage us. Encourage one another, build each other up, um, you know, pray for one another in this time. And let, instead of letting these topics divide us, instead of let, letting this turmoil confuse us, I believe God is calling us to follow Him, to focus on being obedient to His call and His mandate. Jesus is our commander. He reigns on high at the right hand of the Father. He is still on His throne. Hallelujah! His, my opinion or your opinion on these matters will not dethrone Him or will not keep Him on His throne. By the way, um, you and my opinion on these matters will also not have any effect on our eternal salvation, I believe. What will have an effect is our obedience to God has an effect on us. Amen? He is our commander. Um, Just as he appeared to Joshua, I believe he's doing a similar thing today. He's coming before us and saying, I have come as the commander of the armies of the Lord. In other words, it doesn't matter if I'm for your opinion or against your opinion. I believe this is what God is saying: saying, "Follow me." Um, you know, He is also the Prince of Peace. So pray for Him to rule as Prince of Peace over our nation. He is the God of order, Amen. The one who spoke the universe into being out of chaos, and also the one who is able to bring godly order out of the chaos in our nation. Let's continue to pray. Let's continue to lift him up as God God of order and prince of peace over our nation. We see such so powerful in the lives of Abraham, Joseph, Daniel, Cedric, Meshach, Abednego. We see in the lives of Esther and so many more how God reveals his lordship and glory to ungodly rulers and nations. I believe he's able to do the same today in our nation. You know, when we look at those lives and those testimonies, every time we see the, the hand of God powerfully intervene in and through the lives of those people, and through that, His glory is revealed to an ungodly leader or monarch or ungodly nation. And as many of those, the, the, the leader and the, or the king of the time then declares to the nation the glory of God and His faithfulness. He is able to do the same today in our nation. He's also still the author of salvation. He is Savior and King. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is still the power of God unto salvation for whoever believes. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of when Joshua's spies went into Jericho and they were helped by Rahab. This is Joshua chapter 2. In the midst of the chaos of the battle that follows, Rahab and her whole family are saved. We see salvation in the midst of chaos. Similarly, in Acts chapter 16, we see Paul and Silas beaten and jailed. Um, they were preaching the gospel in Philippi, and they there was this young lady, this young girl that was um um had the spirit of divination, and it was oppressing, you know, her. And it was anyway, there was this whole thing where this this young girl followed them for a couple of days, and then after all of this. Uh, she kept on saying things about them, and then Paul turned around and he addressed the spirit, and she was delivered. And then, because of that, because the people that were earning money out of this were getting upset, they then brought Paul and Silas before the authorities. They were thrown into um, jail. Let's read from Acts chapter 16, from verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Then they brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. Such a powerful thing that we see here. Um, You know, Paul and Silas are in prison. um, They are in stocks. They are bound and chained in this dungeon. There was no light there. Probably all kinds of, anim- you know, the rodents <laughs> scurrying around. But it's the worst kind of condition. Then we see God uh, sends an earthquake <laughs> to, to open up the prison doors. Um, all the doors are opened. And in the midst of the chaos of this earthquake, God is still the author of, of salvation. Amen. He's still the savior. He's still the king of the uh, and we see Paul and Silas are praying and praising God. Uh, they remain focused on what God is doing. The jailer and his whole family are born again and baptized. Can you imagine this? There's this huge earthquake, which must have, it must have been serious enough to, to cause, you know, the doors to open, stuff to be properly shaken, shaken enough so that all the prisoners were loosed, right? So it must have been significant and significant earthquake. And even amongst this chaos. Salvation comes. Paul and Silas, um, you know, they stay focused. They are praying. They are praising God. And in, in the midst of this chaos, this whole family are saved and baptized. I believe God is calling us to praise and prayer during this time. I believe he's calling us to keep our eyes on him, the author and the finisher of our faith, the captain of our salvation. So even among all of these things that are happening in our nation and across the world, you know, the coronavirus still running rampant. Um, I know many of us have been affected personally. I know many of us have lost loved ones. Many of us have been sick ourselves, still recovering. In the midst of all of this, I believe God is calling us to fix our eyes on him to not allow the confusion and everything else to distract us from who He is, from His faithfulness and His goodness that he remains, from the fact that He is still our healer, He is still our deliverer, He is still our saviour. Amen? Let us not be divided and confused with all the th- that is going on around us. As we follow the God of order and the Prince of peace, His will and purpose will become clear to us. Amen? And I want to specifically say, if you've been experiencing confusion or anxiety or fear, I want to really encourage you, the power of praise, the power of just engaging with the Lord and bringing those things to Him, unloading and unpacking um, and burdening ourselves in His presence is so powerful. That other morning, I, I just experienced again, as just a time of personal worship just before the Lord. I, I felt so much lighter afterwards. It just felt with so many heavy burdens coming off my shoulders as I was able to just bring them before God. I want to encourage you to do the same. And wherever you find yourself in these trying times, know that you are a light bearer. Amen? You and I as believers carry the light of Christ in us. We carry the presence of the Holy Spirit with us. We let His kingdom come in every situation we find ourselves in. You know, I know some of you guys that are on the front line that are in the medical field are experiencing hectic things on a daily basis. I know it's, it's a heavy burden. We keep praying for you guys. We keep trusting with you guys that his kingdom, the kingdom of God, will come in every situation you face. Um, and I want to encourage you that just uh, sometimes we forget this. Sometimes we're not aware. We, we don't think about this. But his presence is with us in every situation. I remember this powerful testimony years ago, of a guy that uh, I met in a, at an evangelism school in um, in Austria, and he spoke about this um, occult, uh, the satanist that he 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 met, um, you know, was reaching out to and. At one point, anyway, it came out, I can't remember all the details, but it came out that this guy said that he could recognize people that were filled with the Spirit of God when they were walking down the street. Him as somebody that was worshipping the devil, he could clearly see if somebody had been at the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon them. In fact, he said if he saw something like somebody like that, he would cross to the other side of the road <laughs> and try and avoid them. But it's amazing how the spiritual realm is so aware of the power of Christ in us, but often we forget and we don't live like that. We don't live like we carry the presence of God with us. But I want to encourage us, we do. The presence of God is with us. The power of Christ is in us. The same power that rose Christ from the dead lives in and through you. Remember that and live like that. Amen. Amen. I want, us to, I want to encourage us. Let us pray bold prayers for our nation. Pray for our leaders and our president. Keep praying boldly for those around you who do not have a relationship with God. <clears throat> I was so encouraged you know, by everybody that had joined us in our uh, time of prayer, uh, the initiative we had a couple of days ago, a week or so ago. We prayed, we prayed around specific things, but I, I'm really trusting that, that we're getting into the habit of, of regularly praying for specific people that God has put on our hearts. I want to encourage you, continue with that. Continue praying for those specific people. Reach out to your community. Connect with your neighbors and colleagues. Uh, Anna and I, you know, we just we're still new in the in the place in the community we just moved into, and we, you know our, our plan is to maybe we're hoping this weekend in in a responsible way <laughs> to um you know to reach out to our neighbours. We're gonna hopefully make some brownies. Anna's brownies are the best, and we're gonna take a little bit in a way that of you know we don't want to offend people or uh, we'll be irresponsible. In mean, a safe way, we're gonna bless our neighbours. And reach out to them in that way. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Keep reaching out to those that God has put around you. Whether it's through a phone call or WhatsApp, whether it's through just connecting with a colleague in a more specific way, whether it's offering prayer or encouragement, I believe this is an opportunity for us as, as the church, as the body of Christ, to be salt and light in our nation like a few times before. And I want to let us trust together that Christ would reign as Prince of Peace over our nation. Let us follow him as commander. I want us to pray together. Um, and I want to, you know, as we close, I want to encourage us. Let's keep praying for those in the front line, for those part of our church family that are doctors and, and in the medical field in general. Let's keep praying for them and supporting them, encouraging them. But again, wherever you are, wherever you find yourself in this time of turmoil, know that He's with you. Know that His hand is upon you. Know that He's still leading us in the manner that He's called us to walk in. Amen. And as a church, let's not be divided. Let's not be confused. Let's not be distracted. But let's keep our eyes on Him. Amen. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Father, we thank You for Your Word this morning. We thank You, God, that... You are still the same God that spoke, that that created the universe out of nothing, out of chaos, Lord. You are still the same God that that brought order into so many chaotic situations. You are the same God that brought salvation into the midst of war and battles and chaos and earthquakes. You are the same Lord, the same Prince of Peace. And this morning we lift our our hearts to you, we lift our eyes to you, Lord, and We pray that you would come again and rule and reign as the prince of peace over our nation. God, I pray for every person listening now. In the name of Jesus, we pray peace over every heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, in those things that are seeking to divide us and confuse us, those things that are seeking to bring uh, confusion and anger and, and fear and anxiety, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut off all those assignments in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for peace in every heart. We thank you, Lord, for an ability to focus on you, God. We thank you, Lord, for a grace to keep our eyes fixed on you. I pray, Lord, that we would find ourselves praising you in the midst of chaos, that we would find ourselves worshipping you and praying bold prayers, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray that you would stir in us a boldness to to pray for salvation of those around us, stir in us a boldness to, to seek your face, to, to, until we have a clarity about what, who you are calling us to reach out to, who you're calling us to serve in each one of our communities, Lord. Thank you for that boldness, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that out of the fruit of this word, your name will be glorified, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to finish the good work that you have started in us for your glory, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org Browse our website www.shofaronline.org or like us on facebook.com forward slash